Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, and in this episode of the Breed, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm replaying a podcast from the skeptic metaphysician. And Will and his wife, Karen, interviewed me in this podcast about past life readings and love and more. And I just think they did such a great job. I wanted to share that with you this week, and I hope you enjoy. My name is Will. And I'm Karen. And unlike Mulder and Scully, we both want to believe. So we've embarked on a journey of discovery. Welcome to Skeptic Metaphysicians Classic. You are listening to Classic Skeptic Metaphysicians. Welcome to our version of our walk down memory lane as we present classics from the Skeptic Metaphysician Library, warts and all. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Skeptic Metaphysician. I'm Will, and next to me, as always, is Karen, the lovely Karen. Karen, how are you doing today? I am doing just dandy. Well, I <laughs> am happy that you're dandy because I am super dandy today, especially because of the guests that we have coming on the show today. I am unbelievably excited. Karen, how much do you know about the Akashic Records? Absolutely nothing. Well, this will be fun then. It will. I hadn't even heard that term before this, so I'm super excited. Really? Wow, do we have a lot to talk about. Uh, So what if there was a place that held everything that ever happened in the history of the world anyone could have access to? That's basically what we're going to be talking about here. And it does give us a little bit of a conversation into past lives and all that kind of stuff. And in order to really talk about that intelligently, we have brought on the expert on that. My next guest is a love and cosmic coach who has helped smart, successful, single women find lasting love. So Karen, you are not to pay any attention to what she's saying. (laughs) She's also a cosmic coach who uses her psychic and mediumship gifts, channels your spirit guides, and accesses the Akashic records to find solutions to life challenges. Ronnie's also a Reiki master, has taught mystical classes for more than 20 years. She's the author of six books on Amazon and has been featured by ABC, NBC, Fox News, BBC, NPR, MSN.com, Huffington Post, Yahoo.com, and eHarmony, among others. I think I need to catch my breath. (laughs) Wow, that is an impressive list. Absolutely. got some cred. Oh my gosh, and how I cannot be more excited to welcome to the show today, Ronnie and Ryan. Ronnie, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to talk to you today. Well, Karen, I'm thrilled to be here. (laughs) Well, this is definitely going to be a lively conversation, I have no doubt. I I don't even know where to begin. There's so much to talk about, right? (laughs) So to, to satisfy Karen's curiosity, let's first go into the Akashic Records. What are the Akashic Records so that we, Karen, can get on the same page with us? Okay. Well, there are many religions that talk about a book of life or this kind of thing. And there are actually several religions that talk about past lives, Buddhist, Jainism, Sikhism, Judaism. There might be some sects of Muslim too. So the idea is that there's a record of everything you've done, not just in this life, but in past lives. Because if you believe in reincarnation, the idea is that you come to earth to learn lessons. Lord knows. <laughs> <laughs> Learning every day. And, 
and you are working through, you know, according to the Buddhist tradition, it would be karma or whatever, but you're working through whatever you are to lift your spirit and, and grow, you know, grow aspects of your soul and become more spiritual and raise your vibration and that kind of thing. The Akashic Record has kept track of everything that you've done supposedly, right? All, and so all the details are there. And it's interesting how people talk about this because some say that there is great detail. When I go in, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the bigger picture of what you need help with mm. rather than the... Is it just go quick clarification? Is it like one big massive record that covers uh, everybody or does everybody have their own? Because that's like a serious right. library card filing system. Well, I, <laughs> that's, that's what comes to mind, right? This big hall that like the Harry Potter, hall. right? The, yeah. the Harry Potter library where it just goes on and on forever. You're looking is for that specific Everybody book. in it or does each yeah. person have their own each, file? Yes. The idea is that each person has their own. Okay. That's... And so, <laughs> so it, that Harry Potter example is perfect example. You know, that's what people see as it. Some people call it the temple. Some people call it the library. And I'm sure it's filled with floors and more shelves than you'd want to dust. Right? Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say you access it, how do you access you Like you go into a, to a meditation and then you, you kind of look, visualize a book and you pull the book of will and read through it and you learn all the stuff about me. Is this something I should be worried about? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, actually, it's a really funny question. Not how I do it, by the way. Okay. So I, I do tune sure. in. I know. No, you're sick. <laughs> See, if you're, you know, if you have ethics and integrity, you don't just go pawing through other people's records without permission. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I've not signed away anything, just to be clear. Right, you haven't given away your right. Excellent. So, and you know, I'd be spiritually, ethically liable for poking my nose where it doesn't belong. So that would be on me. So that, you know, I, I'm not interested in doing that year. So your secrets are safe. <laughs> anyway, I feel much better you now. You tell Thanks. me the secrets. No, no, no. <laughs> Just a couple. It's my book. Mine for a reason. <laughs> okay. So sorry. So, so then how do you access it? How does it work? How do you tap into that information? Okay. So I tap in. The same way I open my mind to my intuition, to uh, mediumship and, you know, spirits who want to share information or whatever, you know, like I've been practicing a long time. So I tune in and I ask, I always go with a uh, question, you know, some people, you know, I have done recently, I did 30 Akashic readings in 30 days. I wanted to see, you know, what that would be like if I could do it. Wow. And um, I have to tell you, it was and a world tour of uh, ancient history. So it was a lot of fun. If you like history. Was it all different people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All different people. <laughs> and did they all sign away their rights? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because, so that's what I'm saying. They all have a question. So some people just want, we're curious, you know, and so we went on a little world tour. But some people, like, they want to know why they had a tough relationship with their brother. Like, what's going on with my brother and I? We can't stand each other. He's very hurtful, blah, blah, blah. What happened in the past that makes this happen? So then it helps for me, the way I work, to have a specific question and go and look for the answers because my personal reason to be here on earth is to find solutions wherever I can. 
So that's my methodology. So if somebody wanted an Akashic Record reading with me and they wanted to know what happened exactly from birth to death, that's not going to happen over here. That's not how I do it. But if you want to know why you're having trouble with your brother, we will go and find that and see when it started and what lifetime it how it might have progressed in other lifetimes and brought you to where you are today and what you can potentially do about it. Gotcha. So you're like a cosmic problem solver. Well, I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, feel free to use that if you like it. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> All right. So, so really then you're talking about specifically looking for past life reasons why something is happening in your current life, right? So. Yeah, um, exactly. Mm Okay. So, and for those uninitiated, there are, there's a school of thought that talks about the fact that things that you're encountering, challenges that you're encountering in this life stem from previous things. Like someone who is, can't, can't wear turtlenecks for an example, may have in a past life been hung and that way they can't, they can't have anything around their neck because it, it, it follows them from a past life or something along those lines. Is that kind of the same? Well, do you want me to give you an example? Because yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah but great. Okay. Well, so that's an interesting one that you point out about the hangings. I worked with a woman who, this was years ago in a psychic fair, and she came to me. I could tell her name was Japanese name by looking at it because it was on the slip. And so she wanted to know, she was young and she wanted to know her most previous incarnation. So I went to look and came back and I said, you know, you died as a Navy guy in Pearl Harbor. At the Whoa. Attack, which was a Japanese attack. And mm. so I was like blown away by the bravery of her soul or spirit to come back as a Japanese woman in the very next life to see, well, what, you know, what was it like to be Japanese and what was it like to be a woman versus a Navy guy and whatever. I just thought that was amazing. So she, she said, well, but why do I have such terrible fear of drowning? And I'm like, that's probably how you died, right? She goes, I hate fireworks. I hate mm -hmm. big, loud noises. Like, right. Well, that's probably what it sounded like when the bombs hit, you know? So, right. so, so all those things that she was saying to you, were they, was she saying to you like that she hates fireworks? She, she really hates the water. Is that, would, did she say that to you after you told her what her past life was or before? Yeah, after. after. Okay. So it made a lot of sense to her then. Yeah. yeah. And you said something that interested me. Well, all of this is interesting to me, but she chose to come back as a Japanese woman. So do you believe that we choose how we're coming back after, you know, with each reincarnation? Well, yes, I do. I think it's not like on a earth plane conscious level here in, you know, Walmart picking stuff out. Now you're getting into uh, things like uh, soul contracts and things like that, right? This yeah, is yeah, you got it. Yes, you are so on target. So that's my belief system. I mean, you know, how can any of us really prove any of this? But that is my belief system that we make agreements before we come here to work on things and to learn lessons and to advance as best we can. And so, yeah, that you would, you know, you would make that choice. So it would be consciously just not in your earthly body. Right, right. This all brings up so many, so many, so many questions mm -hmm. uh, in, in my mind. When you gain access to this information, I'm trying to wrap my head around how you get it. Like, do you, is it a visualization? Do you see a book? Does it okay. just pop into your mind? How does that work? That is a great question. And I have a variety of ways to be truthful. I, you know, it is amazing. 
Sometimes I see stuff in my head, in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I hear stuff. Sometimes I just know, like I get a whole chunk of information at once. So people are different and they, not everybody can see or hear or know or whatever. I just happen to access through a mix. I've actually seen somebody's book, but it doesn't happen all the time. Like, you know, I've seen a book, they're turning the pages. Recently I looked and I was being shown the book and the pages were empty. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> no, the pages are empty. And like, yes, because she hasn't decided. And so she needs to decide what's next. You know, she so it was interesting. So it wasn't written. So sometimes I see, and it's kind of like a little movie-ish, but not that much detail. I get glimpses of things. Sometimes it's very detailed. It's all over the board. So when you do go in and you have this specific thought in mind, is that what comes to you? Or do you have to like sort through stuff? And I'm just trying to understand how that works. Oh, good. That's another good question. So We're, we uh, are good questioners. <laughs> it's rock. You can rock in the question department. <laughs> I think that um, here's what I've learned. When I go looking, 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 I don't find as much. What I need to do as the channel is relax and let it come to me. And the information will be more on target and what is needed than me like looking, looking, looking. So I try not to do that because then I'm pushing the envelope, so to speak. And that was going to be my next next question is how do you know? How do you know? Like I, I have thoughts popping into my head constantly, <laughs> right? How do you know that it's not just a, a thought that's popped in your head, but rather information from this person or from somebody that you need to, to express? Do you just know? Well, I turn it on. So I'm not like these psychics walking down the street who grab somebody's shoulders and say, I have a message for you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little creepy. <laughs> kind of cool, though. Would be cool. The Long Island Psychic. The message. <laughs> Long Island Medium, I think, is like that, yeah. Right, Ronnie, if you get a message for us, please feel free to accost <laughs> us in the street and let us know because we are looking for messages. Yeah. All right. You got it. I swear. <laughs> So uh, I have to turn it on. So I need to be focused and thinking about the person and have their question in mind. And that's how I will ha get access to the information. It's intentional. Okay. I was just going to say, we went recently to Charleston and went on a shelling tour and we were looking for uh, uh, shark's teeth and we're looking and looking and maybe this is one and that's not one. And, you know, then I'm like, I close my eyes. I'm like, all right, yeah, and, you know, and let me, let me see a shark's tooth for and, my daughter. And most of the shark's teeth were teeny tiny, right? These little tiny little shark's teeth that, that have they washed up on shore. Shark's teeth. Yeah, kind of, sort of. But. So I'm like, and I'm like, I want a big one. I want to find a big shark's tooth for my daughter. And I literally opened my eyes and looked down and there was like a two inch, perfectly shaped, beautiful shark's tooth. Like, yeah. Right there. Yeah, it was really big. And it was just like, like surprising. No one else on the beach. There was a bunch of people there. No one else on the beach found it. And there were hundreds of people that, came, that went before us and lots of people after us. And the one who found it was Karen. And an interesting part was that she had actually just closed her eyes and asked for it. Right. There you go. And you added that to me. I mean, there's no reason anybody else shouldn't have seen it. Yeah. So it was waiting there for you. You asked and the universe delivered. You got your shark teeth. Wahoo, right? That kind of makes me think about how you're saying, you you, you know, ask your question and it just, yeah. it's, it's there. Right. Oh, it's like the shark's tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Similar energy, I'm quite sure, because you were focusing on what you wanted and then the universe provided it. That's classic manifestation. You know, that was, that's a beautiful story. Except it makes me a little nervous to think you're all swimming where the shark teeth are. Because that, <laughs> the sharks were there. In some <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're fossils? Yeah. But just to clarify, we were not swimming. No. 
right? <laughs> because we had been told that there were a lot of shark teeth on these on this beach. There's no way <laughs> we're being in that water. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> yep. Now, that was my first question. So then, Ronnie, this is a lot of information, a lot of great knowledge, a lot of access to information that people would love to have access to. What brought you into this interest? Like why past lives? Why the Kashuk records? What set you on this path? Okay. When I was 12, I was in Western Sib with my best friends, Elizabeth and Doria. And our project was something, we had to create something from ancient Egypt. So the three of us got together and we made a pyramid. It was just on a shirt cardboard from my father's, you know, cleaning. And we, we used colored pencils and we, you know, made all the hieroglyphics and everything. And I was just enthralled in deep, loving, loving, loving the whole thing. And I just always loved ancient history. And I was curious about a lot of things. I'm curious about a lot of parts of the world, but I love ancient history. And so as time progressed, I, I ran into a book called Something About Bridie Murphy, which is a really old book, maybe from the 50s. And I wasn't reading it then. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit further. Right. That's, that's pretty advanced for a 12 year old. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Wasn't that old in the 50s. Anyway, <laughs> so I read that and it was all about a woman who had been hypnotized and gone back and she was Bridie Murphy in a past life. And then in the 80s, there were tons of books in the 90s, like Brian, Dr. Mike, was it Brian? Brian, Brian Weiss. Roger Wolger and, you know, and let's not forget Shirley MacLaine because she, okay. <laughs> I, when that was probably, I don't know if that was early nineties, but she wrote that book, um, out on a limb, which is about her spiritual journey. And then dancing in the light was all about her past lives. So I was just fascinated by all of this. And then probably in 1990, I took a class that lasted for a whole year where all we did was look at our past lives given whatever our current challenges were, we would go in the past to look, to see what was going on. And so that was a whole year of practicing with the same women and the same teacher. So that's really where things started to take off. Why did you decide to, or how did, how did you choose maybe to use this, these tools to help women, single women find love? Well, of course you had to ask that question, Kendra. Well, it's an Oh, you not pay attention to that. <laughs> so this is not the dating piece. You know, it could be, but I do help women find love. And I help them through mindset, through belief, through eliminating any energetic blocks, and then through the regular mechanics of who should call, who should text, who should pay, you know, where do you go, da-da-da. Mm -hmm. So... Sometimes when, so I was, they were separate paths at Richard. Oh. And so sometimes a woman was just struggling, struggling, and we couldn't figure it out. I'm like, well, let me just tune in because I didn't want to advertise that I was doing this wacky stuff, you know, burn at the stake too many times in earlier lives. <laughs> so I would go and look and, and, you know, like one time I discovered that this client of mine had been engaged to a guy and she just couldn't do it. She was young and she broke it off. And it plagued her uh, all of her life. And now she was in her 40s and she really wanted to find love and she just couldn't connect with anybody, whatever. So we went back to look and she was very hung up on had she made a mistake at 19. And so we went back to, and she was very independent. She was a, a physician and very accomplished. So we went back to look and it turned out her ex there, who she was engaged to, 
had been, I don't know, like a Shah or something really big in like the Persian, you know, year, you know, obviously centuries ago. And he had a harem and she was in the harem and she was mad. She did not. She would been young when she ended up in the harem. She didn't want anything to do with it. And she was one of his favorites. And he, she couldn't, she didn't want, you know, she was just mad. She wanted independence. She wanted to do stuff. She wanted to whatever. And so in this life, she didn't commit to him. And then she hadn't gotten married because she really wanted independence. And even though her conscious mind really wants love, wants to get married, whatever, part of her didn't want to give up any independence or be controlled by a man or whatever from things that happened in her past life. Mm. So that's the crossover. That's where that started to come into play. So I, I guess the, the next intuitive question is, do past challenges follow you life after life after life until you deal with it or do they skip generations so to speak oh that, that's very interesting i, I'm not, I asked all the good questions <laughs> now I, I can't give a definitive answer because i'm not 100 percent sure on that but what i can say is you're not stuck with things like even if you're repeating a lesson you can learn it at any time so it's not like if you do something in this life, you're stuck with it. And, the, and I don't really believe in karma as being punishment. Like people always say, oh, karma's a bitch. And maybe it is. But it doesn't mean that you're here being punished for all the stuff you did in the past. That's not how I look at it. To me, this is another chance to try it and see if you can do better. And that you've made the choice to try it and see if you can do better. You said you don't necessarily believe that stuff follows you around. What about people? Are, I mean, are you stuck with the same people all the time? <laughs> well, what stuck is it has such a negative kind of Maybe you're, you're choosing to come back with the same people, right? So you might be stuck with some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm stuck. And you might get to be with others. That, yeah, huh? you know, uh, I, well, I'll let Ronnie answer that, but I would tend to think that from, from what I've heard, right, you do uh, travel with a circle of souls with you, like that you reincarnate uh, life after life. And sometimes, you might be stuck with that soul. Other times you might be happy to be with that soul, right? It depends on the soul contract that you make before you commit, right? So Ron, I didn't mean to take up your, your that, expertise. That, that was great. So very knowledgeable. I, I read a couple of books. I don't remember the author, but Journey of Souls was one of the books that he wrote. And his gig was to hypnotize people for their lives in between lives. Yeah, very, very cool. Like, what are you doing? When you're hanging out in heaven or whatever you want to call it, right? In between. That's a book I want to read. Oh, yeah. It's like eye-opening, fascinating. It's really good. So what they say in that, like, and this is really distilling it, is that we do, we're in like pods or having a soul group or soul family or something like that. So we do tend to run with the crowd. Mm. And so if you have someone who's your archest enemy, it's awful to think this, but you probably know them from your soul pod or whatever. And they agreed to come back and drive you crazy and be your nemesis or whatever. And so you're always with them, kind of like when a teacher assigned you to groups, you get <laughs> one kid, <laughs> but you've got to do the project. Well, my, all the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get is that there's, it's a very big group. So I'm sure there's a lot of mixing and matching. But for example, I saw a past life 
um, of my own where I was in Italy and I, I don't know if it was the 14 or the 1500s, but it was the Renaissance, which, you know, I just so close to my heart that the beauty, the whatever. Anyway, so I was there and my husband and I uh, were doing magic with a whole bunch of other couples. And I didn't know what kind of magic we were doing. But anyway, before you know it, the Garda showed up with their swords or whatever. And they just chucked. We were all standing in a circle. They chucked. Everybody's at the Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So I can wear turtle this. <laughs> what my brother, I realized, was my husband. So it's really funny because I told him, I said, Hey, I saw a past wife where you were my husband. He goes, Did I keep you in line? I'm like, Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you ended up getting your head chopped off because we all got our heads chopped off. So, yeah. So basically you're saying that that we are cosmic dolphin pods, right? We just going around life after life with each other. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds playful and fun. It sounds wonderful. So, okay, here comes a skeptic in me, right? Good, good. I'm ready. There are schools of people, schools of thought that would say that you may just be picking up some vague things that then, like we all, we come to you and we want to believe that the information you're bringing across is true and it's going to help us in our lives. So could it just be us saying, oh, yeah, 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 and grasping at straws just to make ourselves feel better? Um, could it just be different hints that you've gotten through conversations that you've had with someone that then uh, you give out? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't. Not just good questions, but hard questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take my breath away. <laughs> so I think that, you know, I can't. Who knows? Am I making up stuff or whatever? I suppose that's all possible. A lot of times it it really resonates with people. I just worked with another woman who was struggling with her mother and her mother always claimed that she was from royal line. And I did see her, but in a different life as royalty. And then I proceeded to talk about she was also a bishop and da, 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 da. And when I, I didn't know anything about the woman. And so after we were done, she was like, I can't believe it. You know, I can't believe what you said because, blah, 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 blah. you know, she had all this stuff. Like it touched a lot of different aspects of her life. And that's happened to me many times, even when recently I worked with a woman and she just wanted to do the world tour, you know, what past lives were. And so I mentioned a lot of things and they were all interests of hers in this life. Like I said, she was a Roman soldier and she had read stuff by Marcus Aurelius and he's got some diary that's out and popular now. And all this different, like it, I didn't know all those things. I told one woman she'd been a beekeeper and a farmer and a, an Aboriginal medicine man and all this stuff. And they tell me that it relates back to things in their lives that I don't know about. So I don't know. Could I just be picking up on things and embellishing? I, you know, I I guess it's possible. I, you know, but I will tell you this. There is this guy who wrote this book that I found on Amazon. I read it, it was fascinating. And he's kind of like you because he's a skeptic. Portrait of a Past Life Skeptic, The True Story of a Police Detective's Reincarnation. And it's by Robert Snow. He somehow, I don't remember the details, got a glimpse or was told about a past life or had like some bleed through through dr- dreams and stuff. And he got really curious. And so being a detective, he went to investigate and found evidence of who he was before. So by evidence, that's a weighted comment. 
right? So he, he actually found physical evidence of a past life. He found the person that he thought he was, was a real person. Oh, in research in the history. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. So I can't prove and he can't prove that he really was that person. Sure. But he discovered it was a real person and he knew details that didn't make sense for him to know. Well, that's really interesting because if he's a detective and he's a skeptic uh, at mind, he would certainly look for clues and, and be, I would think, more honest with himself about whether, yeah, I'm just, I'm just making this up or, or I'm trying to make a correlation that maybe isn't there just for the sake of finding something, right? That's right. That's I'll have to check out that book, Portrait yeah. of a Mass Life Skeptic. That's interesting. Yeah, it was really good. Still, I don't know if you could say, well, that's not definitive. You know, if you want to be a skeptic, you can be. These are belief systems. Sure. No, and it's it's so true. We've talked about it a lot on the show, but the fact that the minute you decide that it's all a bunch of hooey, that's what it is, right? It, it, whatever you say, if you decide to be open-minded about things, then things start happening, right? But yeah. Very if true. you close yourself off saying, no, it's not possible, that is 100% true for you. It is not possible. It will not happen because you are convinced and right, and we all create our own reality. I don't know if I agree 100% with that because some people aren't believers and then something happens that makes them. That's true too. That, but then I wonder if that has something more to do with the universe saying, wake up, I'm going to, you need to uh, learn this thing now, whether you want to or not. I don't, I don't or maybe know. secretly they want to believe, but they just don't let themselves. Okay. I like that one better. Okay, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That was good, Karen. All right. You. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's around. She always is able to convince me about stuff. So <laughs> I do have one other thing that just popped into my head and it might sound ridiculous. In your estimation, so you're talking about, you know, people's past lives from a long time ago and we're traveling with these, you know, soul pods. Could someone be their own like great, 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 great granddaughter. Whoa. Oh, that would be weird. I suppose it's possible. I mean, yeah, I, I su why not? Why not? It's possible if you're coming back with a similar group or whatever. I, I don't see why not. Well, it, that's such an interesting question because yeah, it up all kinds of like, <laughs> wow, things that you didn't think about. But I guess at the end of the day, right, we're, we are not this physical body that we are inhabiting right now. We are. Correct. Well, they say we're, we're a three a three body entity, the soul body, the physical body and the mental body. So I guess, I guess it would make sense if we're really who we are is our souls and the body is just a vehicle we're traveling through life. Why would, why not? Right. That, yeah. Especially if we're in, like we have similar family members, like my brother and I were married in a past life. So you do switch roles, switch genders and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's totally possible. Right. So then what is your track record? Like, is, are, are, has there been times where you have given information and someone's gone, look at you and gone, she's has nothing at all to do with anything. Like, I don't feel that at all. Or, or have you found, I mean, I assume the majority of the times you've had people go, whoa, that's amazing. Right. So what does that look like? So everybody's different, mm -hmm. right? Some people are like, okay, thank you very much. You know, and you don't know. Some people are like, that's very generic. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that tone of voice too yeah yeah and some people are just beyond blown away so the you know i tend to feel like i hit the mark more often than not i okay. feel like i'm very good at tuning in and getting at what's important especially based on a question one of my favorite i was at a this was years ago i was at a psychic fair and the woman who was running the fair was my friend and she's like oh my god there's a reporter here and he wants you to do a past life reading and i'm like come on she goes no really i'm like i don't want to do this yes you do come on <laughs> okay 
So he sits down and his wife is with him. And I can't remember the question he asked, but I think he just said, do you see any past lives? I think it was pretty open and generic. So I looked and I said, I see you as a Viking warrior. You know, you, you know, I'm not sure when it was, but obviously a long time ago. So it could have been anywhere. I don't know, between 600, 1100 or something. And I see you with all the garb and the horns and the, you know, everything and on a boat and all this stuff. So anyway, his light, his wife just starts totally cracking up. And I'm like, what's going on? She goes, Every year for Halloween, he dresses up like a Viking. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. And that was so funny. I, I, it was hysterical. So I don't know how spiritual that reading was. But <laughs> right. Clearly, he was attached to being a Viking, and I caught on to that. But it wasn't near Halloween, so it's not like I had any way of knowing. Right. So, yeah. So this then makes me curious, maybe the, the energies that are tied into it, and so, he dresses as a Viking every year for Halloween, so I'm wondering if the Akashic record you accessed was maybe a present life record because he was constantly, maybe he wanted to be a Viking. Now, it could be that you he was a Viking and that's what's making him dress up as a Viking every Halloween, but there's also the possibility of, you know, having access to present life. Thing. Regardless, there's something there. Oh, no, no question. <laughs> no question. <laughs> How I look at it is we do things today that have to do with the past. So I spent a lot of time in my in high school in my early 20s doing a lot of calligraphy and addressing wedding envelopes all done, you know, by computer now. But I had that skill and I didn't really have to learn it. I just had that skill. So you know I had a life writing out Bibles. You know I did, right? Doing all the lettering as a monk, you know, that kind of thing. So I have a lot of skills that come, I think, from the past. Okay. And, and that was going to be my next question is, <laughs> do you, have you accessed your own Akashic records? Do you, oh, do you know I, what your past lives have been? I have done quite a bit of work because I was in that class for a, a whole year. And so years and years ago. So I did see my Egyptian life at one of them. I'm sure there were many. Wow. And I got really stuck up, stuck on the jewelry because I'm like a jewelry fanatic, you know. And so <laughs> they're in, in the class, they're going, move on from the jewelry. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen so many of my lives and they're, you know, some of them surprise you. Like I've had a lot of lives in England, Ireland, definitely Italy and uh, Jap Japan for sure. I've been all, I've been all over, uh, maybe a Mayan and an Aztec or something I, I've kind of done the world tour, so it's kind of, it's fun. It's fun to see, you know. There is no doubt in my mind that I'm going to reach out to you offline because it would not be fair to say to you, okay, can you access Do my Akashic records, right? <laughs> that would not be fair. So you've instilled an, an immense curiosity in me. And I will share that I, I did interview uh, the incomparable Leora Leone, who is a past life regression therapist. She started yeah. with Brian Weiss. Yeah. And she did do a past life regression on me, which I recorded. She actually she recorded and then shared the file with me. I've not released that yet, but I plan to at some point. So I'm really curious to see if what you find is similar to what she pulled out. So at well, some point, did you do one life or did you do many? No, it was three, three or four different lives that we went. She she skipped back uh, a few different lives. Mm, and, mm. and I'm just super curious. So I'll, I'll definitely reach out to you to ask. Uh, were we related? Uh, there was one where we were related. Yeah. You were my wife even in that time. Right? So there you go. That, that proves the, the cosmic dolphin thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> the playful pod. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So we'll definitely reach out because fine, uh, fine. that'd be fine. 
yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about it. And if someone wanted to reach out to you to, to do, to hire you to do something like this, right? Cause, because you, you've helped a lot of people over the, over the years yeah. to resolve a lot of challenges in their present lives by going back and finding records that help to explain the reasons why they're experiencing the challenge. Ronnie, this has been really, truly so much fun. Any last words of wisdom that you'd want to make sure we impart to the audience before we go? I just think it's fun. I think the Akashic Records and looking into your past can be fun, enlightening, inspiring, and really help you understand situations and help you know what you should do about it. You know, it can really clear things up. So I encourage people to just check it out see what they discover. Me too. I think it's a lot of fun. Just the conversation alone that we've had has been a lot of fun for me. Yes, me uh, too. And I'm definitely going to reach out to you to do that because I'm very curious. And I do find it a lot of fun. And I urge anyone out there listening to this to reach out to Ronnie because um, the more, right, the whole, the whole NBC ads back in the 80s or whatever, the more you know, right? You need, you need. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and I would also like to mention, and we don't say this about every person that we interview, but you are just very um, warm and welcoming. So if anybody out there is having reservations, I mean, Ronnie is very, she's going to make you feel comfortable. It's a very Thank easy you. conversation. So just absolutely feel free to reach out. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, great laugh. You're, just your personality is wonderful. You're very welcoming. Ronnie, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and I look Me forward to, to keeping in touch. I loved it. Thank you again. And all the best to you both. Thank you so much. Thank Likewise. You. And Karen, thanks for joining me again this time around. It's always great. Always a lot of fun to have you on the phone, on the phone, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> and thank you, listener, for coming along on this journey of discovery with us. Before we get into the full closing of the Skeptic Metaphysician, I just want to offer you this thought. If you wanted a past life reading, if you're curious about where you've been or who you've been with or what's been happening in the past that's influencing you today, get a past life reading with me by going to intuitiveedge.biz and then you'll find the options there. Choose whatever feels right to you. I would love to share that information with you and help you discover what's going on from your past that's influencing you today. Now, if you know someone that would benefit from hearing the messages we shared on this show or any of our others, I hope you'll consider sharing this podcast with that person because you never know whose life you will touch simply by the sharing of a link. Now, the easiest way to do that is to visit skepticmetaphysician.com. Not only can you access direct links to our social media platforms and my guest websites, but you can also share the show directly from that page. And all of our past episodes can be found on that site. So if you've missed any of our conversations, don't hesitate. Go to skepticmetaphysician.com now to get caught up. Well, that's all for now. We'll see you on the next episode of The Skeptic Metaphysician. Until then, take care. Take care.